Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, August 7th, 2023. We're going to raise your spirits on this program. Biden DOJ files order attempting to suppress Donald Trump's speech during trial. Trump attorney says that she expects fourth indictment imminent and Congressman Byron Donalds joins the show with some big news about impeachment for Joe Biden. Get ready, man. A rumble in the jungle. Byron Donalds is going to join us. We are very, very excited about my name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. It's happening! They are in, baby! It's here! Do you see our first Benny Brigade keychain? Do you see the logo, the Benny Brigade? You even have the little salt right there on the front. You see the little salt shaker? You get a little salty tank! That's the Benny Brigade logo here on our sweet keychain for you! That can go on your hot little hands inside of your hot little car. The Benny Brigade official keychain is here. We will ship you one if you sign up for an annual subscription. You get a free month. It's five bucks a month. It costs less than a foot long at Subway. You can support us and our work here. We're very excited. The shipments start going out next month. You can support us and the incredible veterans who make these products. We are creating jobs with these products. You are supporting independent media and us. Join the Benny Brigade, bennyjohnson.com backslash brigade. Also, a ton of other great goodies for members only. This is an exclusive club, and you can march with us to victory, ladies and gentlemen. And how will we march to victory? Well, we must be properly fed. You got to have protein to march. And that is why I'm very, very happy that I am a Moink Box customer. Moink Box delivers delicious steaks and food and beef and salmon and chicken and the best... Seriously, the best ribeye I have ever had directly to my house. The prices are astronomical for a steak right now at the local grocery store here in Florida. That is why I'm very, very proud to be slapping moink meat on my grill. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever had. And that guy, that guy's based, okay? Kevin O'Leary is based. Plus, they will guarantee guarantee the freshest, best meat because they support the American farmer. This stuff comes directly from the American small farm. Ladies and gentlemen, keep American farming by signing up for moinkbox.com slash Benny right now. M-O-I-N-K box slash Benny right now. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's begin. It's my job to explain what is happening in the world today, even if it hurts my feelings, even if it makes me scared as hell to look at what they are about to do here in the United States of America. But all you must do to understand where we are headed is to stare across the pond at other countries that have other non-compliant leaders, other unconventional or uncooperative leaders with the World Economic Forum, with the Davos elite, people that are not part of the club, as you might say. Doesn't matter if their name's Trump, doesn't matter if their skin's orange, doesn't matter if they have legendary hair or a legendary plane. They could be perhaps in Brazil, where a friend of Donald Trump, a populist leader named 
Jair Bolsonaro has now been banned, banned from running for office for eight years by Brazil's completely fraudulent court system. What was he banned for? Oh, election fraud claims. These people are not smart, nor are they creative. They do these things in waves. It's always the rule of three. Let's head on over to Pakistan. In Pakistan, where Imran Khan has been sentenced to prison. This is the prime minister of Pakistan. He has been locked up. Why? Oh, he sold a thing somewhere in his books and he didn't report it or something. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We make up the crime and we put him in jail. He's an inconvenient political leader. He isn't part of the club. We're going to do away with him. We're going to lock him in prison because he threatens our power. This is now happening all around the world in westernized countries like Brazil, in free market countries, in democracies. Oh, yes, baby. And they're trying to do that here. Somebody that I respect, somebody who is a massive anti-Trumper, his name's Justin Amash, but he's somebody who is a libertarian and he has his, you know, he has his own principles. That's fine. You know, and not my principles, but Justin is a fair arbiter of what I believe is a clear vision as to the constitutionality of certain actions by the federal government. You won't find a more committed libertarian out this weekend with such a great summary of what we have coming down the pipeline here in America. Trust me, ladies and gentlemen, they're going to probably, I mean, we'll see. But the goal here is, of course, prison for Trump for the rest of his life. Much like in Brazil, much like in Pakistan, they're going to try this in Israel too. And they've been doing this, of course, in tin pot dictatorships for all time. But this is what they do in China. This is what they do in North Korea. They're going to put Donald Trump, or they're going to try with the force and the verve of demons to put Donald Trump in prison for the rest of his life. Donald Trump is facing 500 plus years in jail. This is the goal, ladies and gentlemen. Justin Amash out with this really sharp take on what this moment means and how this is truly the breaking point. This man is no longer in Congress. He was a congressman from Michigan. Says, you may not like Trump, and I don't like Trump, but I love our Constitution, so I feel compelled to speak out. The latest indictment, which I encourage everyone to read, attempts to criminalize Trump's routine misstatements of fact and law in connection with the 2020 election. But this is precisely the sort of wrong that must be addressed politically under our Constitution, not criminally. Our system can't survive if a political dispute is removed into the criminal realm. There's no limiting principle for such an approach. Remind me again, which former presidents have been indicted for going to war without congressional approval, spying on Americans in violation of the Fourth Amendment, abusing emergency declarations to bypass Congress and balances, or ignoring legal advisors to pursue clearly unlawful policy? We don't criminalize these actions, egregious as they are, because they are matters of political contention. 
We're allowed to disagree with the workings of our constitutional system without fear of criminal reprisals. Politicians are constantly misguided, just plain mistaken about a lot of things, often remarkably so. It endangers all Americans to begin treating politicians' false beliefs regarding political or constitutional matters, even when they're obviously wrong, as criminal offenses. We impeach people for violating the public trust for political misconducts or serious impropriety. We reject them, vote them out, never elect them again. We don't imprison them. This is really cutting directly down the core of the issue. Donald Trump, the battle against Donald Trump is a political one. Donald Trump had opinions, much like the leader of Brazil, much like the leader of Pakistan, had opinions that were inconvenient to a powerful elite that controlled courts. And now you're watching the antibody reaction to Donald Trump having those opinions and them not trusting that the system is anywhere any longer on their side. What do I mean by that? They've lost the public faith. This is the only chance that they have. They are facing an extinction level event if Donald Trump gets back into office. You're talking about an entire system here, an entire universe, the ghost in the machine. You're talking about a group of people who promised, who were promised power for life, and they've lost the American public. They've lost the mechanism for which they gain that power. The American public hates these people, hates them. There's this great dude who goes out on the streets and he does these incredible man on the street interviews. It's really, really valuable to listen to what people have to say on the street and how, how much they've broken out of the matrix. And these people are there and they're saying, wait a second. Like, if this system can turn on Trump, this really rich guy, it'll turn on me. And so along with all of the gender ideology stuff, along with obviously all of the January 6th lies, you're starting to see how it's all interconnected for a single goal, which is to put Donald Trump in jail in order to save these people from an extinction level event. Because mark my words, you are getting a deeply deeply muscular, bitter, awake group of Republicans in this next generation. We are not your granddaddy's Republican Party. You're exactly right. We are furious. And we know precisely what will come next. Mark Levin lays it out beautifully on his show that airs on Sunday. Mark Levin said, what happens if they win here? What happens if they are able to criminalize politics? You know what's coming next. Ilhan Omar was out on an interview a week ago saying that all white men are effectively terrorists and that there needs to be spying apparatuses to monitor the radicalization of white men. You know what's coming next. They are going to criminalize us for our politics. Donald Trump is the test case. Can they get this ball over the finish line? Can they lock up Trump for having inconvenient political beliefs? Mark Levin, very smart man, predicting exactly what's going to happen if they are able to achieve these goals. America, my new book, The Democrat Party Hates America, 
longest book I've ever written, but the most important book I've ever written, and the most comprehensive book ever written on the subject. And let me say this right from the bottom of the book. The Democrat Party stands for the relentless pursuit of power and control. America was founded on the principle of individual and human liberty and the dispersion of political and governmental power. The Roman Republic lasted 482 years. Our Republic is only 247 years old. If the Democrat Party succeeds, the American experiment will have failed. You look at every aspect of this culture, the politics, the government, society generally, it's collapsing, it's unraveling. And who's responsible? The party that wants to fundamentally transform America with its various Marxist forces. The Democrat Party hates America. Check it out, Amazon.com. I'll see you next week on Life. Ladies and gentlemen, these people are initiating a controlled destruction of our nation. It's a controlled demolition. It's the best way to think about it. They're looking for an opportunity to prove that they can put you in jail for anything because they control truth and justice, whatever those things, whatever those words mean anymore. And if they can take the leader that would beat them handily at the polls, and every single poll is showing that, and they can lock him up for simply having inconvenient political beliefs, for not agreeing with them politically, no crimes involved, just not agreeing with them politically. Read Jack Smith's filing. There's no crimes involved. It's just Donald Trump believed the wrong thing, so we're going to throw him in jail. That's it. You even have deeply anti-Trump individuals who left Congress because they couldn't stand Trump anymore. Justin Amash being like, I, I, I'm, I'm stunned at the current state of this nation. If they're able to achieve that, ladies and gentlemen, then they'll be able to criminalize any person in America for simply having the wrong political beliefs. They'll outlaw the entire Republican Party. These are things that are at stake. Now, there are a few things going in our favor. One, Donald Trump's still able to post on social media. Here's what he posted this weekend. This is what's getting him in a little bit of trouble with the court. Donald Trump saying, if you go after me, I'm coming after you. Now, put yourself in Donald Trump's shoes. If you're looking at what's happening to your friend, Yair Bolsonaro in Brazil, and Imran Khan, you're starting to see the playbook take shape. These individuals figure out some extraneous charge against you. Stalin did this a long time ago in his courts. You know, Russia had a constitution and a bill of rights, didn't matter. They already had the, they had the charges set and the jury already rigged against every single court in every single chamber in Stalinist Russia, and Stalin always got the ruling that he wanted. And millions of innocent people went to the gulags. For what? Oftentimes, for nothing. Just a show of force, because Stalin could. If you are a student of history, 
if you are a student of modern history, as Donald Trump is, if you are someone who is living in the moment, as Donald Trump has the deep capacity to do and feeling the energy, then you will understand precisely what is happening. They are going to do the same thing as they're doing in Brazil, the same thing as they're doing in Pakistan. It is a military – it is a militant takeover of the country, a leftist militant takeover with the silk scarf, patina wrapped around the neck of a pig. That silk scarf is the words of the press. Oh, it's for democracy. We're defending democracy. These people were a threat to democracy. Jair Bolsonaro locked up for election fraud claims. Won't be able to run for office until 2030 for spreading false claims about voting. It's too easy. They're too stupid. They're running the same game here. Donald Trump sees it, and that's why Donald Trump is saying, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. The other thing that we have in our favor, ladies and gentlemen, and I want to count the good things that we have going for us, is these people are idiots. Reverend Al Sharpton, fresh off of saying that Thomas Jefferson and James Madison would never overthrow a government, <laughs> was on Morning Joe this morning... Oh, and you're going to love this, saying that King George of England was actually leading the Confederates during the Civil War, and you're on King George Confederate sides if you support Trump? Lucky for us, these people are idiots. Watch. What side are you on? Are you on the side of America and what it conceptually stands for, or are you on the side of King George or the, or, or the Confederates? That's where I would cast Donald Trump and let him defend that. I'm sure everybody in the Confederate Army said that it was free speech. I'm sure the British said it was free speech. Are you for right. democracy or are you for autocracy? <laughs> That's so good. Oh, you have to laugh or you're going to cry. You have to laugh or you're going to cry. Yes. What I love about that metaphor is that Reverend Al has just flipped it directly on its head, right? So autocracy was the British crown, the British crown and the king, King George III at the time, had total control. You weren't, you had no free speech inside the colonies. You had no free commerce. He could tax. He could kick you out of your house. He could have soldiers kick you out of your home and those soldiers just take your house. It's actually why the Third Amendment exists. Don't ask Reverend Al what the Third Amendment is. But it's, a, it's just beautiful. This is why I say it is a silken sash wrapped around the neck of a shit-covered pig. Pardon my language. That's what these people are. Protecting democracy. The corporate press with their poems and their tears over democracy. They are the agents of the authoritarians. That is what is happening now. Just brute force locking up your opponents. Tolerance only works if everyone decides together to be tolerant. 
Tolerance is only a virtue if all parties are themselves tolerant, tolerant of each other's opinion, tolerant of each other's capacity to challenge an election, tolerant of the constitutional right you have to challenge an election. Don't look back at 2005 when 37 Senate Democrats joined with Barbara Boxer to challenge the votes from Ohio and put forth a new state of electors, slate of electors, in order to flip Ohio to John Kerry, thus handing John Kerry the presidency. Don't look at that. No, no, no. I love it when they, I, I love it when they really get off the, the, I love it when Reverend Al like talks, you get off the, like, you, you realize exactly how the mendacity, the pure blackness of these people's souls to conflate what is happening right now with the British army or with the Confederates, Ooh, man. Quite interesting. The true authoritarian nature is to lie, to know that you're lying, to know that your audience knows that you're lying, and to continue lying. And that's how these systems collapse. And that is certainly what we are facing. They're facing a collapse system. This is the final thing that we have going for us. And then we're going to jump into how the feds are hiding evidence that could exonerate Donald Trump. Ladies and gentlemen, the people are not with them any longer. You can tell. We go out on the streets and we talk with people. We had a man on the street that we released this weekend. It's really funny. Nobody could say a nice thing about Kamala Harris, even inside of a uh, black fraternity uh, gathering here in Tampa. You go out on the streets and you talk with people about this. They know what's going on. The people are aware. This charade can't last. And it is truly an extinction level event. What's going to happen to this ideology because the American people are utterly repulsed by it. Watch what happens when you just simply walk out into the street and ask people about Donald Trump, especially individuals who you would never think would have much to say nice about Donald Trump if you were to believe our corporate media overlords watch. What with Trump? Y'all know how I'm coming about Trump. You know what it is. Oh, he already won. And one thing Trump did to this motherfucker, he brought that money and all y'all voted for Trump. And now they are tricked y'all dumbass to get Trump out the chair and now look how that shit backfired on y'all dumbass. Trump got my back, just like Kodak. Free Kodak, he free. Stop this. Y'all know it's a spiritual warfare, man. Trump for life. If I had to ask you, was your life better off under Trump or Biden? I love Trump. For sure. Bring you love him? Back. Yeah, bring that money back. Drop that stimmy. You talking about? So, would you say Trump 2024? Hey, what's up? What's up? How do you feel about the Trump indictment? Only gonna make Trump bigger, man. Trump, Trump, the new pot. Trump's back. You know what it is. Trump ain't going nowhere. Teflon yeah. Don. Teflon Don. You know what I'm saying? We bringing Trump back 2024. You know what it is. This is crazy, contradicting, but I'm picking Trump. So, we went out and talked to one of the largest, the largest black and the largest and oldest black fraternity in America that had a massive gathering here in Tampa. And I was talking with these dudes, and not a single one of them could say a nice thing about Joe Biden or Kamala Harris. Now, no doubt they might have voted Democrat, or maybe they just low-key will vote for Trump this next election because they care about their families, their livelihoods, and their economy. Then there were young guys, these young, these young members of this black fraternity that were straight up like, I love Donald Trump. I love Donald Trump. Everything sucks right now. Kamala Harris, we hate her. Joe Biden, he, we, 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 we can't. We, we, we can't with Joe Biden. And you are seeing that if you actually get out into the streets and you break out of the matrix and you break out and you start speaking with people, you'll find answers like this. This isn't this is incredible. The same guy 
I love this kid. His name's Shaney Rich. He was asking these in, in he lives in Atlanta, so I assume this is in an urban area of Atlanta. Uh, what would happen if Donald Trump was in prison? Would you vote for him in prison? Would you vote for Donald Trump if he was in jail? I kind of want to vote for the political prisoner, especially if he's just being jailed for speaking the truth. That makes a man powerful. You could be making your next Nelson Mandela moment right now. And of course, these people are so blinded by their own demonic lust for power. They don't understand what they're doing. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Shaney Rich asking, would you vote for Donald Trump in prison? Listen to this. Vote for in 2020. Uh, 2020 for President Joe Biden. If it's Trump versus Biden in 2024, would you take Biden? You know what? I'm going to be honest with you on that, man. Uh, if Donald Trump gets convicted and is in jail and still running for president, then I vote for him. I voted for Trump. You voted for Trump? <laughs> Trump. Trump? Why? I'm a Trump supporter. Joe Biden. Well, Y'all go check that 2020 election out. They doing some crazy shit. I ain't going to lie. What? What? Y'all go check that 2020 election out. They doing some crazy S. They've lost. They've lost. And they know they've lost. There's a powerful animal that we're dealing with. And it will viciously lash out if we don't give them what they want. They had a psychotic break in 2016, and they're going to have a psychotic break again. And they're going to try and put Donald Trump in prison. Donald Trump this weekend talking about that at a massive rally. Of course, Donald Trump's every single time that they've indicted Trump, Donald Trump's popularity has shot through the roof. People want to vote for the political prisoner. You see all those guys? All those guys are black. Every one of those guys is black. Donald Trump's going to go into communities, black communities, and he's going to say, he's going to say, just listen to the words I'm telling you. Don't listen to the noise. Listen to the words I'm telling you. The system is against you, and it's rigged against you. And I know that. More than any man alive, I understand that. And we will fight it together. I will be your change agent. Donald Trump will go into the black community and he will actually make good on the promise that Barack Obama made to these people. Barack Obama lied to these people. Barack Obama lives in multiple mansions on private islands. Barack Obama lives in the whitest neighborhood in Massachusetts on a private island that you can't get to. Do you know what the population of black people are in Martha's Vineyard? 5%. That's less than half than the 12% it is nationally, if you were to just split across the average. And there's some places where black population is really high. Why doesn't Barack Obama live there? Barack Obama is a fraud. He lied to these people and used them. And Donald Trump, especially after being convicted, can come through and roll through those neighborhoods. And I hope he does an entire series of campaign events in downtown Atlanta, in Detroit, in urbanized areas and say, you have been victims of a rigged system and I have been victims of a rigged system, a rigged justice system, a rigged electoral system, a rigged welfare system, a system of entrapment by our federal government and the demons who run it. And I will fight. I will be your hammer and we will smash it together. Who? Man, you just can't get better than that message. I don't think these people understand what they're doing. Donald Trump, 
I'm being indicted because they are afraid of us because we are a movement the likes of which have never been seen in this country. Watch. I don't like that deal, but that's okay. No, I'm being indicted for you. I'm being indicted because of what we've done, and I'm being indicted because they're afraid of all of us, because we have a movement that's never been seen in the history of our country. Make America great again, MAGA. It's never been seen. There's never been anything like this. And never forget our enemies want to stop us because we are the only ones who can stop them. We're the only ones. And this is why this election is so important. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. I'll never let that happen. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. And in the end, they're not after me. They're after you. I'm just standing in their way and I will never stop standing in their way. You're going to be protected. I promise you this. If you put me back in the White House, their reign will be over and America will be a free nation once again. We're not a free nation right now. We're not a free nation. We have no borders. So we want to talk to you about the absolutely vindictive, sickening plan to try and silence Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. with this judge who should have already recused herself. And we'll get into that in just a second. Donald Trump, though, nailing it here. One final clip from this weekend, because Donald Trump did a series of rallies this weekend that were absolutely packed. The energy was absolutely a massive vibe. And we have some pretty big announcements on this program as it pertains to uh, us bringing you Donald Trump live. Oh, man. Stay tuned for that. We got some really special things in the works. Donald Trump talking about tyranny, saying what this means effectively is you will never be able to challenge another election ever again. It means there's no more truth. There's no more free thought in society. There's no more free. There's there's no more politics. Essentially, you will never, as Justin Amash says, you will never be able to think for yourself ever again. They're going to criminalize politics if you have the wrong politics. Listen. But in the other case, it's free speech. This means that we cannot ever criticize or look after election. Once that happens, you have tyranny. We can't look at elections. We cannot criticize. Well, Hillary Clinton criticized and all of these Stacey Abrams still hasn't conceded. I mean, all of these people criticize. I mean, you would have half of Congress right now in jail. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. He is criticizing the election. And let me tell you, there's a lot to criticize, which you'll find out over the coming weeks. Isn't it terrible that a political opponent, though, can haphazardly charge you with a fake crime in the middle of your campaign in order to interfere with your time, your money, your message. And there is nothing you can do in theory to stop this travesty of justice. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it is a shame. We'll see what happens. We know we are on the side of right. We know that there is only so much bending you can do until the system breaks. And we know that every swing of the pendulum this way, if they're going to push it this way, then we're going to push it back this way. They're creating a brand new Republican Party, and I'm very proud of what we've accomplished. I mean, I really am. I'm really proud of the amount of people waking up, and we got to be prepared, ladies and gentlemen. Please consider being prepared with me as I hate the direction this country is going and as I watch the ratings for our nation's debt and our nation's capacity to service our debt fall through the floor 
You know, we were just downgraded as a nation. That's the first time that's ever happened in your life or mine. That is why I am investing in something other than the American dollar. Please consider my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver. They have five stars and a triple A rating, unlike the, and like the United States of America, a triple A rating from the Better Business Alliance and an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. The reason why I am investing in gold is very simple, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, once the debt limit, the debt limit bill was passed, we've spent another $2 trillion. Janet Yellen has spent another $2 trillion in debt spending. There's no end to this Keynesian economics. There, there's, no, there's no way that this ends well for us. Keynesian economics is you can just spend as much money as you want and you'll never have to pay the debts back. That's not real. It's going to collapse. Something bad is going to happen. And I want to be prepared. Get up to $5,000 in free silver for a qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Protectwithbenny.com today. So they're looking at Donald Trump and they're saying, how are we going to win this case? Well, the only way that they could possibly win is the way that they have created the playbook, which is to selectively leak to the media and to silence their opponents. They did this throughout Trump's entire first term, and that's what they're going to try and do next, ladies and gentlemen. This from Fox News. Trump team ordered to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's protective order filing. A protective order essentially means that Donald Trump is not going to be allowed to speak, won't be allowed to talk. Donald Trump's legal team responded to the protective order, special counsel Jack Smith, regarding a social media post. It was Donald Trump saying, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. What is wrong with that? Read the room. That's precisely what's happening here. Prosecutors say that a substantial amount of evidence is about to be handed over to Trump's legal team, much of which includes sensitive and confidential information. The protective order would limit Trump and his legal team and what they can publicly share about the case. They're trying to hide the evidence from you and from me. To ensure the council has adequate time to prepare a fulsome response, Donald Trump is arguing that they need uh, an extension, essentially, to August 10th. They're about to hand over to Donald Trump all of the, the file on him, which is how it happens inside of a criminal case. So Trump's lawyer is out saying, effectively, these are the feds trying to criminalize, once more, free speech, Donald Trump having a right to say, if you come after me, I'm coming after you. What? That's just alpha energy stuff. They're trying to hide the evidence from you because they got nothing. Watch. This is the problem with bringing a political prosecution in a political season. President Trump was responding in a political way to some of his um, political opponents. And the uh, the Biden administration wants the judge to, to put in place an order that will prevent the press from obtaining exculpatory and material information that might be relevant to these proceedings, even though Mr. Trump, President Trump, has argued from the very beginning, as I have, that this is an attack, this indictment is an attack on his First Amendment rights. Now what the Biden administration wants to do is deny all Americans the opportunity to learn non-sensitive information about what the case involves in a political season. So this is Donald Trump's attorney effectively arguing that the federal government is attempting to withhold the evidence from you, from me, from Donald Trump and silence a leading 
I mean, you can't even say leading. He's like the only candidate running for president in the Republican primary at this point. You got like just read the room, man. Like you can you can see what's happening here. They're taking out the political opponent that can convince the black mechanics in Atlanta to vote for him from prison. Do you see it? This is why they're going to ask for a direct dismissal of this case. Here's your update on Donald Trump and his legal theory saying, we just got to dismiss this. You're just criminalizing politics here, which is, of course, unallowed. It's all protected by the First Amendment. Watch. Will you seek a motion to dismiss? Absolutely. A hundred percent. When? hundred percent. Uh, well, within the time permitted, this is what's called a Swiss cheese indictment. It has so many holes that we're going to be um, uh, identifying and litigating uh, a number of, of motions that we're going to file on First Amendment grounds on the fact that President Trump is immune as president from from being prosecuted in this way. This is a strong argument, an argument that would land inside of the Supreme Court. And we know that Clarence Thomas is polishing up his sweet gavel right now to say, wait, you're not allowed, you're not allowed to do this in this nation. Thank God for you. Thank God for you. I was talking with my wife about this. Like our movement, by electing Donald Trump in 2016, we caused this psychotic break. These people didn't just suddenly become evil. They were always evil. They just were going to have this plan rolled out a lot more quietly than they're doing right now. Now they're desperate. Now they're facing an extinction level event for their worldview. All around the globe, you see populist movements rising up. All around the globe, people are just done with this. And there's going to be a massive reckoning. That pendulum has been has essentially been pushed to its breaking point to the left in this country, and it's going to snap back, and it's going to be absolutely glorious. Was anybody cheering for the women's soccer team? We'll get to that in a moment. So we're now seeing the pushback, the snapback. If Donald Trump gets in to office in 2024, well, then the entire regime, the entire system will collapse. We had Stephen Miller on here talking through all of the legal theories, the unified form of government that they're going to go to the Supreme Court with. And the Supreme Court, of course, has three Donald Trump appointees on it. Thanks to you. Thanks to me. And thanks to the work that we do here every single day. So just just blessings to you. Just blessings to you. Just thank you for being part of the Benny Brigade and just being part of this movement. We are so much more powerful. So much more powerful. They want us to think that we have no voice. We do. Alina Haba is a voice that you regularly hear on this program. Alina Haba is Donald Trump's spokesperson. And she said, if you think you're going to get a speedy trial here, think again, buckaroo. Watch. Uh, are you going, are you expecting to have a trial before election 2024? I think that that's their goal. I think that realistically, you have to remember that a lot of these cases deal with classified documents and classified records, which mean that all the lawyers now have to apply for special clearance, right? So it's not a normal situation. You can't just take a classified document and review it. You have to have skiffs. You have to have certain procedures put in place. So while I appreciate Jack Smith trying to bleed us all dry and trying to have a speedy trial, perhaps he should have taken a case that didn't involve classified 
documents that he now possesses that we have to now repossess and review for discovery. It's a poorly planned uh, attack, frankly, because that's what it is. It's political lawfare. Um, and he didn't think it through. So I think these are going to take a lot longer. I think that once the judges get a breath for how many years they've had this discovery, look at Fanny, two years. Mm. But she's bringing this case now. Why? Because of election interference. They want to keep him tied up in trials, keep his lawyers tied up so that we're distracted and not focused. It's not going to work. He is a machine and he knows what he's doing in a campaign. You know, he know, he's done this rodeo yeah. before. Done the rodeo before. Also, are they going to allow this to be televised? Oh, man. I think that would be a mistake. But here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Are they going to allow television cameras inside of the courtroom for Donald Trump to relitigate the 2020 election? That's an open question, and we may just get that. Watch. So would you be okay with the president's support, a televised trial? I mean, it would have to go through all kinds of hoops and rule changes and those kinds of things, but let the American people see every minute of it and decide for themselves? I'm, yeah, I, I, I personally would love to see that. I'm convinced the Biden administration does not want the American people to see the truth. Um, and they, they acted on it by filing this protective order, which is an effort to keep important information about this case from the press. I'm shocked, actually, that all the networks haven't lined up and filed pleadings already objecting to this um, this this very broad attempt by the Biden administration to keep information away from the American people during the election season. The American people have a right to know. Of course, Joe Biden doesn't want that to happen. So would you want to watch this trial? Would you want to watch Donald Trump's defense? I certainly would against Jack Smith. Alina Habba was on our program uh, a couple of days ago saying that Jack Smith couldn't even look Donald Trump in the eye, that Jack Smith is a coward, and Jack Smith is a cretin, and Jack Smith has been spanked 9-0 in the Supreme Court, that Jack Smith was in charge of the Public Integrity Division of the DOJ when current President Joe Biden, current resident Joe Biden, was getting bags of cash and securing those fat stacks all around the world from our enemies. Look the other way. I would love to see. I would love to see the cameras in the courtroom. I, I would, man. I would. I mean, I would I would lock it in. We would do lives every single day. <laughs> With this, we just, we'd do live commentary every single day. Ladies and gentlemen, something I would want to see, though, determined and demanded is that this vicious, anti-Trump-hating, partisan judge get dismissed. Trump demands that Washington, D.C. federal judge Tanya Shukin, Shunkin, I still don't know exactly how to pronounce her name, recuse herself from the case. Former President Donald Trump has claimed there is no way he can get a fair trial in Washington, D.C. for this interference case and asked that the trial be moved out of Washington to West Virginia. Donald Trump said, there is no way I can get a fair trial. The judge who's assigned is a ridiculous freedom of speech, fair elections case, he said. Everybody knows, and so does she. I will be immediately asking for her recusal, and she she should recuse. She must recuse, actually. Not only was she business partners with Hunter Biden and worked at the same law firm, but she also oversaw cases with the DNC, Hillary Clinton, Fusion GPS, she was the client of all those. There is no way that this judge continues as the judge in this case. 
She's also over, overly sentenced January 6th defendants to more time in prison than the federal government was asking. There's absolutely no way that this judge should be allowed to remain on this case. The system is truly broken if it is allowed. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody who's here to break the system and somebody who's been breaking the system ever since he got to Washington, D.C., a very proud son of Florida and a proud member of Congress from the great state of Florida, a defender of Donald Trump, and a man who just made massive news talking about the impeachment or potential impeachment of Joe Biden. Congressman Byron Donalds joins the program. Congressman, thank you so much for being on the program. You sure do make us proud here in the state of Florida. Hey, good. It's good to be with you, Benny, man. Thanks for having me on. Every time I see you brawling on social media, every time I see you out going on CNN, you're like the only guy that CNN will have on that will actually give him some chin music. I'm like, thank God. Like, thank you. Thank you, Byron. Well, you know, the funny thing about that is it's like, I don't really think it's that big a deal. You know, that's just how we, you know, if you've had arguments, strong arguments, you know, in a barbershop, you know, with your friends watching a football game or something like that, that's how we do it. So I just try to bring that same level of passion to what we're talking about, because this isn't really about sports or music. We're talking about the future of the country. And I think also a lot of times in these news organizations, they, they want everybody to talk very, very calmly, very stoically. And I don't got time for that, man. The country's on the line. Let's get down to what actually matters. And if they're saying something stupid that just doesn't make any sense, I'm going to call them out on it. <laughs> right. Well, uh, something stupid that doesn't make any sense is for a judge who's overseen DNC cases who who when she was a private attorney, argued on behalf of Hillary Clinton and Fusion GPS against Donald Trump. How does this judge remain overseeing this case in Washington, D.C.? Oh, very simple, because they they want somebody who's going to give no deference to Donald Trump whatsoever. They know this. And so the D.C. Circuit picked her for this thing in particularly. And people need to understand in the D.C. Circuit, half of the judges all either came through Maine Justice or they're deeply affiliated in Washington, D.C. So these are all people who know each other. They spent time together. They've all worked together. And so they made an internal decision about what they want to do. No more, no less. The court, the, 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 the circuit could say whatever they want. I just don't believe it because at this point, Benny, I've seen too much. The level of collusion, especially in Washington, D.C., and, you know, the, the thickness of the quote unquote swamp is real and they are playing a different game than the rest of the country is playing. It's one of the reasons why America is falling behind our adversaries around the globe. Yeah. And, you know, swamps, there are some swamps. There are some swamps in your district. You know, swamps very well. But D.C. is worse. Oh, significantly worse. And that's how she's going to that's how she's on this case. And look, I think she should recuse herself as well, considering the fact that if she was going to be openly honest, that she's vehemently against Donald Trump on a personal matter. So how can you be an impartial judge when you have a personal issue with the defendant? That makes it very difficult. Anybody with common sense would do that. But we're talking about the D.C. circuit here, something Congress should be looking at, by the way. But we're talking about the D.C. circuit and it's going to be very, very difficult for him. But the one one benefit to the president is that this indictment of all the indictments is probably the silliest. I mean, the Alvin Bragg one is just stupid. That just is it completely illogical. But with this D.C. indictment, you're saying that a candidate in an election, forget Donald Trump, put him aside for a moment. A candidate in an election is not allowed to a voice disapproval over the results. B, 
B, allowed to find any possible way legally to find a way to get the results shifted. You're saying that they're not allowed to do that. And the only purpose of them bringing this indictment is because of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. But guess what? They didn't charge him with conspiracy. They didn't charge him with incitement. They didn't charge him with sedition. So they don't have evidence to any of that. So this is just them being mad and trying to get Donald Trump once again. Do you, I mean, taking a, a sort of an aside here to a larger argument, do you believe that Congress should consider the D.C. court system itself and the sort of home rule that D.C. has? It was never developed as a state. It was never uh, conceptualized as a state. Uh, it was conceptualized as a federal city that was run by the House of Representatives and that the Speaker of the House was actually in charge of Washington, D.C., the security around D.C. It, it was always supposed to be simply a functionary of the federal government and the seat of the federal government in its design and it sort of metastasized into this uh, uh, capital city from the Hunger Games, right? This like this this dark blue orb that like is a is a reality distortion vector where you go there and like no one else in the country thinks like these people. Nobody else in the country acts like these people. We have a massive country here, but somehow they have this huge outsized control based on how insular and calcified uh, life can get there. I only speak to that. It's a passion point for me because I like 15 years there. I had to flee with my family down to Florida to have some common sense in my life. Um, do you think that Congress should sort of should look back into that? Well, look, I, I know the left wants to look into it. They're trying to make D.C. a state. And I just think that's just completely ridiculous. And, and Congress, we're not going to do that as long as we have the votes to stop it. I'm not going to vote for it. That being said, look, there's a difference between the residents of D.C., good people. They work hard and the politics around D.C., the politics around D.C., are heavy, deep, radical Democrat policy. I mean, it's even as dumb as they put all these bike lanes in the District of Columbia, which has made traffic 10 times worse. They did it in the middle of COVID when nobody was even driving in the streets. I mean, it's, it's stupid decisions like that all the way to the U.S. attorney in D.C., who is supposed to be the lead prosecutor on crime, prosecutes no crime in the District of Columbia. But when it comes to the January 6th defendants, they, their entire focus is to not only throw the book at them, but to throw them under the jail to give them more time uh, than even the law allows them to give them. So that, there's a complete dichotomy in Washington, D.C. I, I was talking with some of their local activists who were in the Capitol who wanted to make D.C. a state. And I said, well, look, I got two different proposals for you. I said, one. You guys can get re-annexed by Maryland. You know, you can go back to Maryland. That's originally where you were. And they're like, oh, no, no, Maryland doesn't want us. I'm like, well, why not? They're like, they're like they go, we need to be a state. I'm like, well, that's just not going to happen. You don't even have your own prison system. So how can you become a state? That's number one. Number two was, well, look, if you live in the District of Columbia, and you truly believe that there is taxation without representation, how can we just tell the citizens of D.C. that they don't have to pay federal income taxes? And then they pause and they go, Oh, no, no, no. That's not the solution. I said, people of DC, because I'm quite sure if you talk to the residents of DC, they'd be like, wait, 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 I don't got to pay taxes, but you basically just leave me alone. I'm an enclave of the federal government. Yeah, that's the deal. Okay. If I lived in DC, I'd be like, yo, sign me up. I'm good. But this yeah. is the, the nonsense that goes on there. It, it's very, it's very troubling what's happened to Washington. Washington has always been a great city, but it is the radicalism of the left has destroyed DC and it is incestuous from the mayor and the city council 
all the way to the actual uh, 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 district court system that exists there. It's a real problem. Congress needs to take a long, hard look at the federal enclave and try to find ways to remedy. Yeah. So, I mean, part of the way the founders set this up as a political remedy was separation of powers in the House. Republicans have the power. Will they be using it in in an impeachment investigation uh, and proceeding against Joe Biden? I believe so. I I think the I think the pressure, uh, not even the pressure. Let me take a step back. I think that just the reality of what's happened around Joe Biden, this web of corruption that exists around him that actually he set up purposefully. And let me, let me say that stated this way, he and his son back in 2012, 2013 started setting up all these accounts. When, when Barack Obama gave Hunter Biden basically authority over several Eastern Bloc countries and other countries from a foreign policy perspective, who was on air force two with Joe Biden all the time. It was Hunter Biden. And don't, don't don't cry me the river about Bo Biden. Bo Biden dying is a tragedy and it's wrong. I'm sorry that happened to him. But you got to understand that every time Joe Biden gets into political trouble, what does he do? He pulls on the heartstrings of Bo Biden. Hunter Biden didn't care that he was basically sleeping with his his brother's his brother's uh, widow when he was still married to his wife. So obviously it wasn't that big of a problem for Hunter Biden. There's a web of corruption around Joe Biden. We in Congress have a responsibility to hold that accountable, because if you don't, all you're going to do, all you're going to do is invite more corruption, not less. It must be held accountable and the message must be sent to all politicians, Republicans and Democrats. You cannot be involved in a pay for play scandal. There is no so you can't be allowed in public uh, involved in public corruption or quid pro quos. And you can't use your family to do the dirty work while you just sit there and talk about weather on the phone. He's talking about what Dan Goldman sweating profusely. He was talking about the weather. (laughs) We've we've seen some uh, whoffers on the show, man. We were laughing our asses off of that one. So don't worry, I have to. What about about Republicans? You know, what about Republicans and this new you sort of represent? And this is where I wanted to go in this interview, because you represent a new type of Republican who isn't actually scared of a bare knuckle brawl who isn't actually scared to get in and fight and isn't worried about the wep- the the use of power wielding power and does this new attack on Donald Trump open up a republican an actual republican uh department of justice into looking at election denialism claims from Hillary Clinton or Al Gore or some of the shady dealings that happened during Trump administration uh, part one. Do you see this sort of opening up a Pandora's box uh, with unintended consequences for Democrats? Uh, I do. And, and let me let me go to the first half of your question. Yeah, I'm a I guess a new type of Republican. There's a there's a lot of us, actually. Yes. Um, you know, it's not we know the big names. You have myself or you have Matt Gates or you have, you know, MTG or, or Boebert or Chip Roy. Um, there's a lot more than just those five. Let me let me tell you. And, and really what it is, it's not people who go to D.C. looking for a fight. It's people who go to Washington who are tired of the same old B.S. that is destroying 
destroying our politics and destroying our country. And we're not going to sit around and just let it happen. And the second piece is we're not trying to be political lifers. We're not trying to be D.C. lifers, be in Congress for 35, 40 years. That's not the goal. That's not the mission. It's go do your job and then go back home. And so I think that when you have that kind of mindset and mentality, then you're not tied to all the trappings of of the marble floors and the columns and the statues and all that other stuff. You're there to do a job. And most of the time you can't wait to get on the plane when, when we when we are on a fly out day. You want to get out of there as fast as you can. I think to the issue about the weaponization of the Department of Justice and what this Pandora's box that's, that has been opened. What really concerns me is that you get into this political retribution tit for tat using the power of government. Like, I'm not afraid of being talked about. I don't care about what people say on Twitter. I agree with Dave Chappelle. It's not really a real place anyway. Um, I'm not concerned about the New York Times writing phony articles about me or whatever the case might be. What I am concerned about is if you have a Department of Justice who just brings charges on you really to drive you bankrupt to try to make you look bad because that's no longer about politics. That's now personal. Now you're going after my family. You're going after my livelihood. And when you start to have an institution operate that way, whether you're going after Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or anybody else, you are going to precipitate the destruction of our country hmm. because you won't have a country that is has a cohesion under the constitution. You'll have a society where one side's trying to get power to go after the other. And that's not a place I want to live in. And I think it's not a place a lot of Americans, they don't want to live there either. But it does seem as though the assured mutual destruction is the only way that it's going to end. It, I think I mean, so. You know, knowing that there's the capacity for you to get hurt in this, you're playing, you F around, you find out like it does seem like that is the only way that this stops. Well, this is why I go back to the point about impeachment. If if House Republicans, I'm be very specific now, if we play the political game of, oh, how is this going to help us keep the majority or, oh, what happens when the Democrats get back in power? then they're only going to do this more, not less, because you've demonstrated that you're just soft and that they have nothing to fear from you. However, if you bring the evidence against Joe Biden in front of the members of Congress and say, hey, listen, if this isn't bribery, if this isn't collusion or or co-conspirator charge on on Hunter Biden violating Farah, if this isn't bribery, then I don't know what this is. If you can't vote for that, then don't talk to me about a phone call made of Vladimir Zelensky and don't talk to me about the emotional impeachment post January 6th. Don't talk to me about how the Democrats ignore you in the hallway and don't want to talk business. If you can't be strong and do the right thing when it matters right now, if there's criminality that exists, yeah, it should be prosecuted. But what can't occur is the the politicization of these processes, which is why I'm very proud uh, on the oversight committee of how we've done these investigations, Mm. because we took the time to go through the steps and we let the evidence lead us. You know, we didn't just say, ooh, let's go get Hunter Biden. We let the evidence lead us to where we are right now. So when we make our case to the American people, even to those who watch MSNBC, at least they can look at the evidence and say, well, dang, yeah, Joe was dirty. Or to quote President Trump, he's crooked Joe now. Yeah. A final question for you, Congressman, because we just released a man on the street 
in Tampa, the largest and oldest black fraternity was having a, a big gathering here. And we went and we talked with some of the young men that were outside of the convention center. And we were asking them about Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And I kept hearing this same narrative, which is why the hell is Hunter Biden getting off on a crack and a gun charge? That doesn't make any sense. Everyone seemed to have their own personal story about some about the depart about the system coming after them or yeah. their family and about this double standard and this like rising to the level of white privilege, rising to the level of Biden privilege. And that that clearly rocked the world, I think, of a, of a lot of these young men. And we've heard that time and time again as we have federal prosecutors coming on the show saying, yo, if you had a drug charge and a gun charge together, you're going to jail forever. You're never getting like I've like yeah. Brett Tolman's on saying he's done thousands of these. You're just you're finished. You're finished. And it's 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 mandatory charging, actually, like they don't really have a choice. And how much Hunter Biden's getting carved out. The question I have for you, Congressman, is this. Does Donald Trump have a like historic moment to be like a Nelson Mandela sort of character here where he's like, man, they are really trying to put me in jail uh, to prove exactly how corrupt this system is. And to go into these communities and to say, yo, I understand how broken our justice system is. I personally understand it. And I will fight with you. I'll be your tool to fix that. Do you see that as like a uh, do you see that as like a, a, a truly um, historic opportunity for Donald Trump to like to to reach people across the spectrum here? Um, I don't think Trump will say yo, but yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't see him doing that, but I agree with you. I think that, um, look, you have a situation in the country where, you know, for black men, they've seen the heavy handed uh, part of the criminal justice system, which is why I think in, in the black community, criminal justice policy has been something that that uh, that some in the black community have wanted to see. I think that Donald Trump does have a real ability to take this message into inner cities across our country because we're all watching in real time. The Department of Justice basically say we don't like you and we're do we're going after you to take you out permanently. I think that resonates, but I think it's even bigger than that. We're we're entering, we're in this phase where the the culture wars from the left, whether it's in the criminal justice system or even dealing with the gender identity of children, mm. what's going on in classrooms, uh, all that stuff is resonating with black men. It's resonating with 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 Muslim men. It's resonating with Hispanic men. And I do think that Donald Trump has a, a real golden opportunity to kind of focus that message to, to be the arbiter of just getting the country to common sense. And let's do let's deal with things plainly as we see them and not be stupid, latte sipping um, um, uh, diatribes from radical left professors who've never had to cut their teeth in the real world. I think Donald Trump has an ability to do that the way really nobody in our party has an ability to do it. And I think if he get if he can find a way to to to, to fine tune that message and come with actual policy behind that. Mm. I think there's no stopping him, especially considering the fact that Joe Biden is by far the worst president we've ever had. I mean, everybody knows that. Yes. Godspeed, Congressman. Your Twitter account, everyone must go and follow on X. I suppose we need to correct there. On X, Byron Donald's 500,000, half a million patriots can't be wrong. Everyone hop in there. Byron spits fire day and night. Of course, you've seen him on ESPN, I'm sorry, CNN, 
Maybe both. Uh, hey, it might be coming. Be careful now. You know, I know they're trying <laughs> to sell the thing, but they might need ratings. You have you have sons that play ball, right? Yeah, my oldest son plays football at Holy Cross. Yeah, I think I saw it. I saw it on Instagram. Yeah. Well, Godspeed, Congressman. Thank you for fighting the good fight. Uh, and everyone go and say a prayer for the congressman. He's up against uh, one hell of a Leviathan in D.C. Ooh, man. All right. Our executive producer, ALX, is saying Holy Cross is in his home city. Maybe he'll go watch Congressman Byron Donald's son play ball. Be pretty based. Isn't it great to have people who are so rock solid, calm in their demeanor, like the capacity to see your enemy and the willingness to fight. So easy to go to Washington, D.C. and to just give up because it is a city that has plenty of money hanging around, plenty of people that are willing to get paid out if they just compromise on their values. And it's congressmen like Byron Donalds who do not compromise because they do not like Washington, D.C. They actually are there as agents, change agents for the American people. It's wonderful to hear. Also, his clips on CNN are just bombshell stuff, man. Bombshell stuff. We love it. And it's an honor to be able to have a congressman on our program. We don't like Washington, D.C. We don't like their policies. We don't like what they're pushing on us. And we refuse to use products as best of our ability that idealize a worldview that is deeply destructive for us and our children. And it's why on products, especially touchpoint products that we have in our hot little hands every single day, we want to go anti-woke. We want to send a message. That's why we use Patriot Mobile, ladies and gentlemen. Patriot Mobile is an anti-woke cell phone company. I talk about them a lot, but that's because I use them a lot every second of every day, actually. And they're excellent. Their coverage is excellent. Their service is excellent. We go to remote centers in the country. We go to places like East Palestine, where there has there was a chemical meltdown, and our cell phone coverage works like a charm. And whilst we are using Patriot Mobile, we're also supporting the worldview of this show. They are a company that supports free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military veterans and first responder heroes. They're 100% U.S.-based. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny, patriotmobile.com slash Benny today. Get free activation today with the offer code Benny. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got uh, some very interesting things heading our way in 2024. We always say, buckle up. It's going to get better or worse or more entertaining, which is, of course, Elon's razor, as we call it. The most entertaining outcome is going to be the correct outcome. Your election update for today, Joe Biden getting Democrat challengers. There's a representative named uh, Phillips. What's his What's his full name here? Dean Phillips, correction, from Minnesota. And this is a man who is very much a centrist Democrat, somebody who Joe Biden tries to play on TV. But of course, Joe Biden is a vicious, evil radical and is totally and completely owned 
by the radical extremist wing of his party. He's a sick, old, diseased man. The dementia is the feature, not the bug. And there are many inside the Democrat Party that are saying, whoa, these polls are not good for us. And maybe it's time for someone else. Democrats are telling me they don't want a coronation. They want a competition. Uh-oh. Is Joe Biden going to get more challengers from within his own party? Listen. And I want to give voice to them. Yep. And then secondly, mm -hmm. I want to give voice to Democrats. I'm a lifelong, passionate Democrat uh, inspired by Hubert Humphrey and Martin Luther King. Uh, Democrats are telling me that they want not a coronation, but they want a competition. The New York Times poll from this week shows 55 percent of Democratic voters want some alternatives to the current people in the primary. Eighty three percent of those under 30, Democrats under 30, want alternatives and about 76 percent of independents. So I just want to make my case. So what about Kamala Harris? Shouldn't Kamala Harris be the next person in line? <laughs> Hold your horses. Watch. Would she, in your mind, be the heir apparent if for some reason the president of the United States were not to seek the nomination in 2024? I'm glad you asked the question. And my answer is really simple. Competition. As many people as humanly possible with the talent, the time, the energy, the ethics to enter a primary should do it. We have 12 Republicans as options for Republican primary voters. Right now, we only have three in the Democratic side. I believe in competition. We're the Democratic Party. Democracy means the freedom to make choices and we don't have many of them. So we went out into the streets and we asked people about Kamala Harris. These are members from within. This is an elected Democrat congressman. Now you have Cornell West, who's running uh, independent. You have RFK, who's running as a Democrat. Now you have this elected Democrat congressman who's saying he's going to challenge Joe Biden. Oh, man. And the polling out of Michigan. The polling out of Michigan. If you split the Democrat ticket, I mean, Trump wins by a 10 point margin. It's panic time. This is an extinction level event. Clips like this cause pure panic inside of the Democrat Party. This is a little bit of what the the answers that we got when we hit the streets here in Tampa, Florida. We're going to be doing a lot more of this. People in the comment section saying, Benny, get out onto the street more. Talk to more people. We love doing it. We have a fun time doing it. Uh, please enjoy. That's I have no problem with Trump for real. Have you colored your hair the same color as Donald Trump's hair? <laughs> that's a crazy no. question. And that's okay if you go to the same barber, that's fine. You can admit that. <laughs> Joe Biden's administration, like one to 10, how do you think it's gone? Honestly, a ticking time bomb to me. You think he's like a little up there? A little up there, down there, around the way, different dimension, different world. I don't know. He's just, he's a unique figure. How old are you? He's 11 years old. Talk to me before we leave, okay? Kamala Harris, she's vice president of the United States. What's your favorite accomplishment? Uh, her doing a good job. W what does that mean? I don't know, because I don't know who she is. <laughs> Here's your go woke, go woke, go woke, go broke update for the day. Gentlemen, uh, it's very antithetical for us to root against America unless it's Team USA Women's Soccer. Team USA Women's Soccer is... Uh, an absolute trash heap. This is a group of degenerates who hate their country, who won't sing the national anthem, who kneel for the national anthem, who use their pedestal for divisive politics, and who just generally suck at their job, as we evidenced uh, with the earliest exit for a Team USA in Women's World Cup history. 
in the 16th round, ladies and gentlemen. And Megan Rapino, the green-haired loser who regularly uses her position in the public eye to denigrate the country that she represents. She's the person who sealed the fate for America. So if you go woke, you do indeed go broke. She apparently is trying out for a kicker position in the NFL because she kicked effectively a field goal instead of a penalty kick. This is our best player. Really good stuff. Watch this. All right, all right. So she missed her penalty kick and she has humiliated America, thankfully for the last time, because she's now done. And this should be really, really wonderful for all of us. We documented this weekend in a what went super viral post uh, seen by millions and millions. I don't know how, what's the, what's the, 13 million views was seen by 13 million people a post as to why you should hate Megan Rapino. This is why you should hate Megan Rapino, ladies and gentlemen. Megan Rapino is anti-woman because she endorses men playing women's sports, just as long as the men are not actually playing against her specifically. Rapino's women's soccer team was shut out by a high school boys team in Dallas just a couple of years back. She is a disgrace. Megan Rapino is anti-American because she would bully members of Team USA to disgrace their own national anthem. What a goblin. This is according to her former teammates saying that she would bully them into kneeling for the national anthem when she got pushed back for kneeling for the national anthem. What did she blame? White people. That's right. Megan Rapinoe on taking a knee. White people were mad. Phew, were they really mad? Megan Rapinoe, on the other hand, is about as white as a Q-tip shoved into the ear of a polar bear in the middle of a blizzard. Self-loathing is, of course, a feature of these people. They hate themselves, and that is why they also hate you. When they wake up in the morning, they don't like the person looking back at them in the mirror. This is a, a feature of leftism. Never forget the repulsive display that Rapino put on for young fans of the sport when she belligerently groped the World Cup trophy and vomited, I deserve that, like an entitled child. The cringe on this video is deadly, a sickening display antithetical to the spirit of team sports. It seems counterintuitive, but you have a duty to root against the Megan Rapinoe-led Team USA and their total failure. Rapinoe is a cancer on the sport. She's a selfish social degenerate. She's a traitor to her country, and she's an awful role model. And so we are deeply happy that they were disgraced. And what you can do to earn back some of our favor because you really have committed, Team USA, a historic feat here. You've gotten the entire country that you represent to hate you. Wow. No other country on earth has done that. The entire country that you're supposed, that's supposed to be cheering for you, you've got the majority of them to hate you. What a feat. Really. I mean, if you really have locked in an accomplishment there, they, they, like, there it is. You can start by apologizing. You can fire everyone. You can promise that the team will stand for and sing the national anthem and that you're not going to hire any communists. That's what you can do to try and make up for this Rapino era. Thank God she is retiring probably to ESPN. Oh, wait, ESPN's firing everyone and going out of business. Maybe she'll retire to an MSNBC weekend show. That's definitely where she's headed. She's going to go to MSNBC. 
When asked what her favorite accomplishment was, even after winning a couple of World Cups, she said equal pay. Hmm. Megan Rapinoe, of course, has proven that the women are equal to men's soccer, in America at least, because the men's soccer team also sucks. So good job. Donald Trump called it. Donald Trump called it, ladies and gentlemen. Trump throwback. Nice shot, Megan. Go. I got in a little trouble. I said that our women's soccer team was supposed to easily win, but they went woke, except for a few of them. I love those women that stood up and they saluted our flag. There were some of them. But the one with the purple hair, she didn't play too well. She went woke. You can have her. And they didn't do too well, unfortunately. We want them to do well, but they didn't. But it's true about woke. You just take a look. Everything goes bad. It's really, it's a shortcut to losing everything. It's okay to cheer against Team USA when they hate you. So, ladies and gentlemen, don't. Don't support Team USA Women's Soccer until they change all of their leadership, until they apologize for their belligerence and their repulsive behavior. These people are goblins. They are utterly shot through with communism and hatred for their own country, and they should be despised, and you should, you should celebrate. You should celebrate the fact that they lost and humiliated themselves. We can celebrate that because actually we are ideologically consistent on this program. It's really not hard to love America. This is a wonderful place to live. You should try living somewhere else. Again, in the video that you should go watch on our YouTube channel, some man does recommend that we all go move to Cuba if things go bad in America. That won't work out great. Again, that will not work out great. Go ask Royce's family. That's a good cutaway. Maybe we should play that tomorrow, Royce. Ladies and gentlemen, there isn't a second option. There's no cavalry coming over the hill. This is the best country in the world, and we must stay here and defend it. And we must fight. And we must fight with our true north. And our true north is this. We organize our lives correctly. God, family, country. We know that there are Satanists and demons in this world, and that Satan always tries to entrap those who are full of wealth and power through greed and through the capacity for the blackness in a human soul to desire evil, Satan roams around, prowling like a lion looking to devour us. And so we protect against him with the verse of the day. From Hebrews 9, so Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him. Are you eagerly waiting for Christ today? Whew, gotta tell you, man. I certainly am. We are here and we are saying, yeah, we have that belief. And we don't need there to be kingdoms of this earth that do exactly as we think they need to do. We don't need to put our hope in men. We can take a step back and say, you know what? You know what? We're good. These people that think they're in control of everything, they're not. They never have been. God's in control, and we can stand upright with our heads held high and march forward, Christian soldier. Roll forward, Benny Brigade, and know that we will have the victory. It's your boy, Benny. See ya.